This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Raven Greer. Hey, it's Raven. I wanted to announce two new affiliate programs that Smoking Out the Closet is now a part of. First, I would like to announce a Pittsburgh local company, The Hempco, with two E's in the. They offer hemp-derived products including Delta 8 and Delta 9 gummies, vape cartridges, and pre-rolls, HHC vape cartridges, and sustainably used devices and products. All products are made with hemp bioplastic for all your cannabis device needs. And every product is third-party lab-tested, DEA-certified, and Farm Bill compliant. If you're looking to visit them in person, you can visit them at 20280 Route 19, Number 3, Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania, 16066, or online at theehempco.com. Be sure to use SOTC20 at checkout for 20% off on us. And we're also wildly excited about our partnership with Blazy Susan. They offer their iconic Blazy Susan rolling tray, as well as papers and cones in unbleached hemp, their famous pink, and their brand new purple colors. Follow our affiliate link in the show notes and use Blazy10, B-L-A-Z-Y-1-0 for 10% off on checkout. Now, on with the episode. Hi, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns, and welcome back to another episode of Smoking Out the Closet. Uh, this week, uh, we just due to scheduling conflicts, uh, Alex won't be joining us on today's episode. Um, the biggest thing is we had a training at our dispensaries that we work at, and it kind of took a big chunk of time and energy, and then we had to do a bunch of stuff outside of work, so... Um, They'll be back next week, but it's another episode of Chirping with Raven, um, with Smoking Out the Closet. Uh, so yeah, I want to get started first on the strain I'm using on this episode. Now, to keep with No Nug November, I am using a vape cartridge, um, mostly because of the concentrates we've had, I have, we don't use them a whole lot. We've already reviewed, and so I went to um, vape. Maybe I'll do an adjustable next episode, and then the end of the month we'll do uh, on the uh, like like a capsule instead of like an edible. And then at the end of the month uh, we'll do our review of recipes. And don't forget to share those recipes to us because we are definitely looking forward to trying them. We've already tried a couple. Um, so on that note, let's get started. Um, so the review, I am using a Purple Punch from AgriKind. Uh, and it's not terrible. Um, I mean, it's got 70% THC, 73, or, sorry, 70% THC, 3% THCA, roughly. I mean, the terpenes are really nice on it. It's got... Decent levels of beta um at just a little over 1%. Beta-carotene, 
beta-myrosine coming in at 0.642%. Limonene, which is the big one for me, at 1.9%. It's got a little bit of a little lull coming at 0.277%. But, I mean, it, it says it's an indica-dominant hybrid. I feel like it's pretty more in the middle of the road, but with... The lineage, it's kind of weird because technically everything's hybrid now. It's all botanical terms, so like, eh. I will say it is a little more indica-leaning, I guess, if, with the high limony, but the high beta-caryophylline also makes me want to feel it's more like that push it towards the stereotypical sativa side. So I would say kind of more middle of the road, to be honest. Um... Now, I am vaping it on my AVD seed, um, not a sponsor, uh, but I do see them quite a bit with organic remedy products, um, and especially at organic remedy stores menus. So I think they're either partnered with organic remedies or a product of their company. I'm not 100% sure, but they're really nice. I like this little thing, but... Um, Honestly, I can't really say a whole lot of this strain because it is one that is usually in my rotation. Um, I do really like it. Um, I think we reviewed the flower before. I'm not 100% sure, um, but I like it. It's it's a pretty smooth hit. Uh, doesn't have that stereotypical like weed gassy flavor, um, and it's pretty smooth on that front. It definitely makes me feel like I definitely have had it for my anxiety attacks and everything for that. So I will give it a higher rating for that itself. Um, medically, if we're using it as either pain relief or anti-anxiety, I think this is a good strain. Don't think about it as like a sleep aid. So I'd, I'd give it a... Give it a, a 3.8. Like, it's good. It's really nice. Is it perfect? No, but for the price that they're running right now at some locations, it's not bad. I think certain stores are running it for 32 bucks roughly for a half gram. So, I mean, it's not bad. Um, I can't recall which ones are doing that. Um... But yeah, I like it. It's a nice strain. It's good in my rotation. It Does it slap? No. I wish, you know, the, a little bit of the caryophylline was a little higher and maybe had a little more terpidoline in there for me personally. But, I mean, it's great for anxiety. It is great for, you know, could the, could the beta-myrcine be a little higher or the beta-caryophylline be a little higher for pain relief? Yes. So, it, it, it's okay, but it's not perfect. So 3.8 out of 5. But I will, I don't know if you can hear the vibrations from my battery pack, but I will be hitting the vape the entire episode, so I will perpetually be getting higher and higher as the show goes on. Um, so I got Alex's notes here. Um, first thing we originally wanted to talk about was the local election and what it means for cannabis and the LGBT community and communities in Pennsylvania. Now, if you weren't following 
uh, if you're not in Pennsylvania or if you weren't following the big political grand scheme of things in the nation, um, Pennsylvania went blue, hella blue. Now, the state by counties and everything, it, there was a blue wave. A lot of the more rural areas voted red in their local government. Um, but basically, uh, Erie areas and northwest um the entire east side of pennsylvania that borders with new jersey uh definitely voted blue because obviously they see new jersey people they have the biggest thing against people from new jersey and they didn't want to vote for dr oz um allegheny county where pittsburgh is where we are um was a darker blue so there was a little red in some of the very small local elections but there wasn't really anyone running against the Republican candidates in some areas and districts. Um, Center County, in the middle of the state where Penn State main campus is, was blue. It's always blue. That's like the biggest blue area of our state constantly. Um, but John Fetterman is now the senator of Pennsylvania, or technically the senator-elect. I don't think he starts his um, position yet till January. Um Kind of like the presidential election. Uh, but yeah, John Fetterman is a president-elect. And Josh Shapiro is the governor-elect for our state of Pennsylvania. So we have both a blue Senate member and a blue uh, governor in this state now. What does that mean statewide? Well, John Fetterman is very big component on medical marijuana and legalization uh, for it. Uh, he was the big push with him and Tom Wolf as the lieutenant governor speaking with Joe Biden to start the Pennsylvania pardon system, which I believe is still going on. Um, he's been kind of, in, in my opinion, kind of the big push for why Joe Biden's opinion is starting to change a little because he really was kind of on the fence with it. And then after that meeting with John Fetterman and Tom Wolf, he's kind of been more pushing for like baby steps towards a recreational, like legal weed across the board. So it's kind of a guess at that, to be fair. It is a guess. But very much what I think is happening is John Fetterman has been with that push for him. No, Josh Shapiro. Uh, has taken up the mantle of Tom Wolf and very much will say any abortion ban legislation that comes in front of his desk, he will automatically veto it. Um, so abortion health care rights and access to abortion rights is still going to be a thing in Pennsylvania. Knock on wood for the foreseeable future. Um, That being said, um, who knows how the next election is going on, but I believe we have four years for Shapiro and two years for Fetterman, so a lot can change um, in the in those years. Now, I will say, Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman have been very big allies uh, with the LGBT communities, especially Fetterman and his wife. Um, our partner, uh, who we've had on the show, Mia or Luna, as their theatrical uh, name is, um, have actually met them and they're very cool, very down to earth people. Um, so, you know, I, I very, I, I'm, I'm very hopeful, I guess, or optimistic that, um, the LGBT rights are going to continue to progress, f uh, further. 
I definitely want to call John Shapiro's office like I've been trying with Tom Wolf's office and try seeing if we can get the uh, gay and trans panic laws out of that are like super obsolete and super like just old laws in the state of Pennsylvania out of the legislation uh, because those laws are fucking ridiculous. Um, and for those of you who don't know what those laws are, they're basically an excuse of, oh, I didn't know they were gay or, oh, I didn't know they were trans. And I panicked and murdered them, and it takes it from a hate crime and a first-degree murder down to a third-degree murder, uh, or third-degree manslaughter or something like that. I take everything I'm saying with this with a grain of salt. I'm not a lawyer. I don't study law like some of my friends have. Um, that being said, it does reduce the sentencing most cases, um, and it's used as defense for the person who committed the hate crime. So yeah, definitely want to get those out. Um, definitely think abortion care should definitely still be in the equation. I definitely do want to talk to them more one-on-one or try to get to be able to talk to them more one-on-one and kind of just say, hey, here are my concerns. Because during the entire time during the whole like campaigning and everything, I tried messaging them on Twitter. I tried tweeting at them. I tried sending emails and nothing got through. And I'm like, dude, you're leaving a lot of this community. A lot of the smear campaigns are basically, do you like drugs? Vote for John Fetterman. Vote for Josh Shapiro. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, you guys are saying nothing about LGBT. So the LGBT community side is, in my opinion, breathing a sigh of relief, but kind of holding everything because it's like, is it going to be the same old, same old, or is there actually going to be change? My hope is Fetterman is going to introduce change. I'm not sure what Shapiro's going to do. And so that's that's going to be the big change in that, honestly. Um, thankfully, we don't have Dr. Oz, so we're still able to work with medical cannabis. We still have our medical cannabis, so that's a good thing. Uh, we don't have Doug Mastrioni as our governor because fuck him. And I think he should be arrested, to be honest, for the January 6th insurrection bullcrap. But that's just me. Um, now, changing gears a little bit. Um, Reuters put out a uh, an article. Um, I believe it was updated about... Four or so days ago, um, I'm just going to read the article. Opening Pandora's box, Pandora's box. Sorry. What rescheduling cannabis would mean for the industry by Alex Melisev and Sarah Ganley. I am so sorry if I mispronounced your last names. Uh, last month, President Joe Biden announced that he was asking the Secretary of Health and Human Sources and the Attorney General to expeditiously. Review the scheduling of cannabis under federal law. That is not the first call to action to move cannabis from Schedule 1 of the Controlled Substance Act in 1970. Um, more than three years ago, a second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ordered the DEA, which administers the scheduling of drugs under the CSA or the Controlled Substance Act, to expeditiously review the drug's classification through its internal administration process in Washington v. Barr, uh, May 2019. 
Indeed, reclassification efforts date back to almost the passage of the CSA itself when the National Organization of Reform of Medical Marijuana Laws, or NORML, uh, filed a petition with the DEA's predecessor challenging the classification back in 1972. While it remains to be seen whether the president's pre-midterm election pronouncement will have a greater effect than the Second Circuit's uh, direction, it is useful to review what rescheduling might look like for the industry, and it may well be a Pandora box. Uh, so basically, what's going on is that this is going to open up a big can of worms if it does get, you know, rescheduled instead of descheduled, because when that announcement came out, me and my coworkers were talking about um, what it would mean for us. And if cannabis gets rescheduled, all mer- medical marijuana facilities and businesses go out the window. Because instead of it being like a dispensary job, if it's like schedule two, three, four, or five, that like if it has some medical benefits, but it's still scheduled and regulated, that goes under big pharma. And we don't want that. Because if it gets de- rescheduled, it'll be under control of pharmaceutical industries and it's like getting a Sudafed. Sudafed or Sudafedrin, um, I think is the chemical name, um, is a scheduled five or four substance um, because of it being a common ingredient to making methamphetamine. Um, so it is a controlled substance. You have to get it out of the, over the counter. If they do that with cannabis, I'm going to be so fucking pissed because A, I'm out of a job. B, I have to now go to a pharmacy for it, and I don't think they're going to handle it with the same care and love as it is for the cannabis industry, either medical or um, recreationally. Because even if you work for an MSO, the the people on the ground level, the the bud tenders, are what makes it the best thing. And I hate pharmacies. Like, I went to a CVS recently, and I fucking hated it. I have a bad time. They tell me my prescription's ready. I go over there. They tell me 15, 20 minutes, and it'll be filled. I'm like, why didn't why'd you tell me it was already ready? And then it takes an hour for me to get my medication. I'm sitting there for like a fucking hour. I don't want to do that with weed. I want to go to my dispensary, walk up to the bud tender, say, hey, I want this strain or recommend me a strain. We talk for about at max half an hour trying to figure out what would be great for me. And I, you know, I get my products, I'm checked out and then I leave, you know, it, 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 most of the time that is spent is figuring out which particular strain is going to be helpful. And we lose all that. If it gets rescheduled uh, instead of descheduled, um, the article continues about what it means to be Schedule One. Basically, you can't use it at all. There's no medical benefits. Um, heroin, LSD, you know, all that is on there. I think it's also co- uh, no cocaine is Schedule Two. Um, so there's no medical benefits. It's totally federal illegal. You can't use it in any way, shape, or form. Um, if it becomes Schedule 2, it's going to be a guessing game, but most likely it's going to be, um, 
what the industry might look like post reclassification is a largely guessing game, but some parallels can be drawn between reclassifying cannabis and hemp and the hemp derived CBD industry. Um, by the way of the 2018 farm bill that legalized hemp. Uh, there is little doubt that the FDA will assert authority over cannabis regulation if it is rescheduled for Schedule 2. Indeed, it already has a landing page for the regulation of cannabis and cannabis-derived products, including cannabinoid, or CBD. Um, these rules will at least coexist with state-level regulation and will likely take years for the various regula regulatory regimes to be harmonized. States may resist first in some efforts to bring down the regulatory silos, especially when it comes to transportation of cannabis across state lines. Uh, uh, and long-term rescheduling will increase access and reduce the cost of capital, as well as expand traditional banking and uh, lending options for industry, industry participants. Um, and it, it doesn't really talk about any of the lower levels of or what it may do other than states will probably resist or increase access. And it sounds like if you're scheduling to, you know, lowering it to schedule two would be great. It's not. We don't want any rescheduling. We want descheduling. That's what we want. That's the big ticket item, okay? So, and, and here's my thing, okay? So, because I am double-checking on what schedule... Is alcohol on? Because um, because um, alcohol isn't even on uh, any scheduling. Because uh, schedule two is Vicodin, uh, cocaine, methamphetamine, methadone, and the reason why cocaine and methamphetamine is on this is because technically certain medications are very structurally similar to cocaine or methamphetamine, like Adderall is very similar to methamphetamine, or is a major component in, like, kind of terminal ill patients, like, or dying. Um, so guess are things like ketamine or uh, Tylenol mixed with codeine, um, antibiotic steroids. Um, schedule 4, like Xanax... Uh, Valium, Antivan, Tremadol, you know, really high-end, high-level painkillers. And Schedule 4 is like fucking, um, Sudafed, um, or I'm sorry, Schedule 5, sorry. Uh, it's like Sudafeds and like Robitussin DM and all that shit. We don't, we don't want, we don't want any of that. We want it to kind of like the same level of alcohol and tobacco. Like, make it part of the ATF if you're gonna, if that's the way to go about it to make the Republicans fucking happy, fine. Deschedule it and make it to where I can go to Walmart. Well, not in the state of Pennsylvania, but like some places you can go to Walmart and buy liquor. Like down south where I grew up. Could do that. Can't do that in Pennsylvania, but like go into like a cannabis based store. Go to like, like instead of a, a puff and stop, like a cigarette cigar place, I can just stop and get tobacco products. I just go to a dispensary and be like, hey, I want weed. And all that comes with it, you know? Don't, don't reschedule it because all the hard work that we've done to get cannabis legal in recreational states, to have the market that we have it there, to get it to where we have medical patients that are being seriously helped with this, 
it's it's hard um because that all goes under the control of pharmaceutical industry and the pharmaceutical industry is probably gonna pump the brakes be like yeah it's legal now but you're not getting it um because i know they have some industries like Bayer is experimenting with either cannabis derived products where they actually taking cannabis and using it and mixing it with pharmaceutical products or they're synthetically making cannabis like synthetically making uh cannabinoids i don't want that because that's that's horrible like that's how you get into the k2 and spice kind of area no 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 don't do that shit. Don't fucking make a laboratory cannabis. Just fucking grow the plant and have fun. You know, that's all we need. And like, eh, like, do I think it should be regulated like alcohol and tobacco? No. I honestly think it should be regulated more like tomatoes and potatoes. And like, I can go to Walmart and grab a couple like cannabis seeds and grow my plants. But... You know, people can smoke mugwort, and that's not regulated super well, you know. But it's mugwort, you know. There are benefits to that holistically. And if you're drinking in the tea, it helps with, like, tea congestion stuff. Why can't we do that with cannabis? But I will say that if it is going to make Republicans happy, if it is going to make the government happy to be like, hey, we'll put it under like the same bar as alcohol because it does have some um psychoactive properties not the same level as alcohol but both alcohol and cannabis does does have psychoactive properties where it messes with the head fine you know fine that's fine we'll keep it from minors that way you know optimistically though this is optimistically is how i wanted to work you know we'll keep it from minors unless they need it for a medical reason um and basically just yeah it's you have to go to a store in pennsylvania they're probably going to have either dispensaries the way they are or it's going to become like a state controlled uh program like the wine of spirits is which is slowly changing um and we talked about it in a very early episode what that would mean if like this happened so i mean go listen to that episode it's very early on i can't remember what episode it is exactly but this all goes away if it gets rescheduled. We want it descheduled. So definitely talk to your representatives, especially the with the with the blue wave that we just had. Definitely talk to your new newly elected representatives and the low, local level up to the state level and higher because we want to keep this from getting descheduled. Or we want this from getting rescheduled. We want it descheduled, taken off the, the CSA entirely. Um, that being said, I don't have anything right now that I can do short before the break. So I'm going to take a break here, get relifted, and then, uh, we'll be, I'll, I'll be back, I guess. I'm so used to saying we, cause Alex is usually here. Um, I'll be back with, uh, my notes. Hey there, it's Alex from Smoking Out the Closet. We've been so glad to be able to make this podcast for you. And we now have some partners who are happy to help make this podcast happen as well. Our friends over at DaVinci Vapors have sent us one of their many amazing products, the IQC Dry Herb Vaporizer. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard us talk about DaVinci, and we've even used the IQC on the show. With a half gram dry herb chamber, 
30 second heat up time, precision temperature control, removable and rechargeable 18650 battery, and an on time of two hours, what's not to love about the DaVinci IQC? Well, what if we told you you can get an extra 15% off just for listening to this podcast? That's right. Use the code SOTC15 for 15% off at checkout site-wide. Thanks again to our friends over at DaVinci Vapors. And now, back to the episode. Alrighty, and I am back. Um, so, first thing I wanted to bring up... Um, is actually something that I've talked about recently on Smoke uh, to Smoke uh, podcast with Kadabra. Um, uh, and it's Brittany Griner. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, Brittany Griner is a women, uh, WNBA or Women's National Basketball Association uh, basketball player uh, who has been caught with like at max two grams of cannabis vape oil in her luggage um and i we've talked about it on there and on previous episodes and it's just a whole sham uh according to good mythical morning they posted on the 12th uh britney griner uh held hostage by russia has been transferred to a prison camp somewhere in the country according to her lawyers it's still unknown which camp griner has been moved to but testimony getting testimonies from prisoners including other Americans, describe the grim conditions she is likely to face there. Grainer had been held in a pre-trial trial detention center in Moscow since she was detained in February for carrying a sm- small number of vape cartridges containing cannabis oil. The U.S. has accused Russia of using the incident to trump up large-scale drug smuggling charges against Grainer in, or- in order to seize her as a political bargaining chip. The upholding of her nine-year sentence late last month by a court meant she is now going to be transferred to a camp somewhere outside the capital. The camps known as penal colonies are often former Soviet gulag prison camps, and inmates are usually kept in crumbling, crowded barracks, sometimes with 50 to 60 sleeping in rows of bunks. Paul Willen, a former U.S. Marine, held hostage like Greiner in an imprisonment in a camp for nearly two years, told ABC News in 2020 that the conditions there were Dickinson, basically like any of like Dickinson's books. It is grim and quite dilapidated, Willen said, then speaking from prison, we kind of live on top of each other. These are just horrible conditions that like... A, no one should be facing, let alone the fact that Brittany Griner is doing this for, as, you know, we all agree that it's a political bullshit thing to use her as a martyr to try keeping the U.S. out of the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. Um, or war, I, I don't know the exact name for this, but basically the war Russia is stupidly doing with Ukraine. Um because she was illegally detained, kept past her detainment for a trial. So international laws, you know, foreign hostages, basically things that cover prisoners of war kind of cover Brittany right now. She was illegally detained past her original detainment price. She should have been sent home because the trial never happened. So they extended her detainment and it's, 
breaking so many Geneva uh, Convention laws and everything. So it's horrible. And the fact that they're trying to use her as a bargaining chip to get an assassin and a arms dealer out of jail that one we don't even have access to germany i think has the arms dealer um is honestly bullshit it is serious bullshit and the fact that they're still using gulags and like prison camps is fucking horrendous now u.s does use prisoner labor system too and i think the prison labor system is fucking bullshit it should not be a thing any fucking where but it's worse in Russia. I've heard horror stories of how that the prison camps are basically one of the few things that did not change from when the Soviet Union fell and Russia became a quote-unquote republic. Um, and it's horrible. I, I really hope her family and her wife and her lawyers get her out. As soon as possible. Because nobody should be fucking dealing with that. Um, and. The fact that. She had to deal with that. Even though she was technically under the amount. To where she should have been arrested. And was just in the amount of where it was a fine. And she was still arrested and trialed for that. Is ridiculous. Um. So yeah, Russia broke a lot of Geneva Convention codes with that. So I hope, I hope that someone is getting something done here soon about that because I, I I'm honestly scared, and I know how Russia treats their LGBT members, and I am very scared for Brittany as an open uh, queer woman. So and a person of color on top of that, like it, it's. I hope, I hope there's someone that's going to be looking out for her, either as one of the guards at the prison or one of the fellow prisoners or their lawyers. I, I, I'm scared for her. And it's honestly, it's a huge mess that we're even in this situation. But like, the sad thing is, it's it's been slowly going, getting pushed to the way wayside, like. There's no updates. There's no like continuation. There's no like free Britney Griner page that I know of. It's just been kind of slowly been more mute, mute. Like, yeah, we know she's there. Nothing's happening. A lot of the political parties that were very vocal about it on either side of the spectrum haven't said a thing in months, um, which is why I went on to smoke smoke because to talk about it with Cadabra because we were trying to get that amped up again. And I'm bringing it up again now because it needs to be amped up still. It's like, we can't let this just go on the wayside, but it brings up a lot of issues here in the States, but we do need a fix too. But I don't see the last prisoner project saying anything anymore. They said their bit when it first happened, then it'd been quiet. I haven't heard anything from the Weldon project. They said their bit and it's been silent ever since. I haven't heard anything from other cannabis, uh, major cannabis uh, faces, influencers, other than maybe... Uh, cool nerd we Joe smoking out the closet and um, weed and grub. I haven't heard any any other really big uh, podcasts talking about it. You know, I haven't heard anything from Joe Rogan. Even though I don't listen to Joe Rogan, I get updates from people. 
you know, nothing is coming out of these big name pod, podcasts, politicals, influencers, nothing. It's just been radio silent for so long. <coughs> and we give you guys, uh, we try to give you guys updates as much as we can when we get them ourselves. Um, but like, this Good Morning America was the only thing I could, I found on it. Like, there was nothing that like other news sources put i mean probably by now by the time of me recording this it has been but good uh, good morning america was like the first one to kind of just be like hey this is still a thing and it, it's kind of sad you know because there's not literally like a like an update post like here's what she is here's what we know you know we've spoken with this person at this time to see how they're doing you know it's horrible Hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood, Brittany gets sent home here soon because she should not be a pawn in this fucking dumb game of chess that fucking Putin's playing right now. Um, next on uh, <laughs> my little spiel, while I'm on a rant, uh, I'm going to talk about Dirty Cops. So here on uh, Smoking Out the Closet, we are definitely pro-defunding the police because um, cops are kind of jagoffs. So before I bring up the article I wanted to talk about, fucking in New York State where they pass like legal weed, but there's no licenses are being put out and everything. Um, so a lot of like legacy style shops are opening up, kind of being ready on there, but kind of jumping the gun a little bit, which is fine. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, just know the consequences. I'm not going to, I'm kind of more like look out for yourself kind of mentality about it. But the current mayor of New York is in New York city specifically. It's fucking ridiculous. To, instead of trying to like, help people with the drug war on drugs crisis instead of trying to help like people of color um instead of trying to help homeless people instead of trying to actually you know push for these licenses to get pushed further now i know they're being held up by uh, a law a court for a massachusetts based company which eh. no don't don't do that if it's an mso don't do that but apparently it's just a guy from massachusetts but i mean so make sure that the 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 people who social equity like you you guys voted for in that legislation is being used um the mayor of new york city and the uh, and the, you know the whole state itself should definitely be like hey we got to make sure like the people that were arrested for this unfairly or unjustly for like a gram they should have free access you know a, a little push to the front like you know the lightning pass whatever it is like to get these spots to sell cannabis instead of these MSOs. But instead, what it has been is increasing the police force and making it more militant. In New York's, uh, especially in New York City, New York City police have had record numbers of uh, officers added to their rosters. They've been arresting homeless people for being homeless. They've been arresting street performers and subways, they've been just standing around on their phones, getting paid with taxpayer money. And it's ridiculous because 
the subway system is not working correctly. It gets constantly flooded. You know, the system needs hardcore maintenance and adding more fucking police is not the uh, answer. <sighs> now being said, police and cannabis is also an issue. Um, and it's been going on for a long time. And, um, a listener of our podcast, I don't know if they want us to name them. Uh, they definitely want to be on the show. Uh, they're a friend of ours and they wish to remain anonymous when they were going on the show, when they come on the show. So I'm just going to keep them anonymous now. Um, but you know who I'm, if you're listening, you know who I'm, you know, it's you, um, brought up the fact that a few years ago, um, like, um, armored cars that are used for like banking things, kind of think like the Brinks trucks, um, that medical and some recreational states, uh, use to have their cash kind of taken care of and go, you know, taken care of properly, uh, were getting pulled over and seized by police officers. Um, this is from MJ Biz Daily. Uh, this article was written January 20, uh, 20th, 2022, but, um, it, it's still a thing that can happen because fucking cops suck and I don't trust them. And California has got some of the worst highway police in the country. Uh, and just police in general have been on this weird power trip for some goddamn reason. Um, the article reads, an armored truck and a fintech company filed a lawsuit against the federal government and multiple law enforcement agencies alleging that it had been unlawfully targeted by police over the past year and is the victim of highway robbery. Denver-based Denver Imperial Logistics, which, has, which does business in 28 states, acts as a cash carrier between marijuana businesses and their banks, as well as mainstream industries. Claims in the lawsuit filed on January 14th that it is, it, it, their constitutional rights have been violated. The suit has been filed in a U.S. District Court in the Central, uh, in Central District of California. In the suit, the company alleges that law enforcement officials conspired to seize cash from its vehicles through quote-unquote perpetual stops of Imperial's armored vehicles. Because they know Imperial was transporting cash proceeds for, uh, for marijuana businesses, uh, Imperial claims that the suit, uh, in the suit that officials use civil forfeit laws to confiscate more than $1 million from its armored vehicles, despite no company employees being charged with a crime. Now, civil forfeiture laws basically means that uh, anything that they think is evidence can be used as evidence in a crime. And then uh, usually what police departments do is they use these things and they sit in um, a locker once they figure out it's not tied to a crime or the thing's done and it's supposed to go back to the family usually. Um, usually they just keep a hold of it and do really shady tactic tactics like leave you, call you, but don't leave a voicemail from a number you don't recognize or leave a note on your door and then when you go to get it, they are never there so you end up losing those things that they took as a civil forfeit and basically they pocket it so yeah california pocketed about a million dollars from the cannabis industries great fucking great police officers fucking hate you guys 
it hasn't been apparent. I'm very punk when it comes to a lot of stuff. Very have a punk attitude when it's kind of things. I fucking hate cops. I grew up hating cops. I've always hated cops. I grew up, I loved the show Cops, but I didn't understand why I loved it growing up. Because I always remember my dad telling me, like, you know, as he was sitting there mumbling to himself, like, that was excessive. He didn't need to do that, you know, kind of thing. And, like, yeah, it's because fucking cops aren't trained like military personnel. They want to make them militant, but they don't give them enough training to actually de-escalate a situation or make sure that their target is actually their target. And it, it is fucking ridiculous. Fucking ACAB. Um, and I've said that before I became a stoner, so I don't want y'all to think that, like, oh, since Raven's a stoner, she's, you know, against cops. No, I fucking hate cops in this country. Fucking always hated them. Fuck cops. Um... But yeah, apparently they also uh, requested a straining order against the federal government, Department of Justice, the FBI, the DEA, San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office, and the heads of all the industries or agencies. And it, it's ridiculous, and I worry about that because, think about it, think about it if we take it on the Pennsylvania side, right? I work in Pittsburgh. My wife works in Allegheny, somewhere else in the Allegheny County. Um, but it's kind of like, say one of our armored trucks, which I believe we have them transport our funds to on the East coast of Pennsylvania or New Jersey. I can't exactly remember, but basically all the money we generate goes to another bank somewhere across this, uh, at least across the state or into another state. And this is all speculation based on kind of rumors and everything I've heard. But basically, yeah, they take our money. They do that. The company takes those funds into the bank and they distribute them through our pay system. We lose that money. It's going to trickle down. And I don't get fucking paid. And then you have a whole like fucking medical dispensaries um, shutting down. You have employees having to quit because they need to put food on their table. You're going to have medical patients stop getting their medicine. And, like, then you have, like, especially those who use it for, like, cancer and shit to help with life, to help them, you know, kind of ease into, you know, everything they're doing, help with chemo treatments. Like, you're going to seriously fucking stop them from doing that shit? Fuck you, fucking police. I fucking hate y'all. And I'm sorry this episode kind of just turned into me basically saying fuck the police, but fuck the police. Um, <laughs> because, like, this shit should not be happening. I mean, it, obviously, California, I haven't heard any updates in a while on this article. I couldn't find anything else about the lawsuit. It just seems like it's still going through trials and everything. Damn, a whole year fucking later. Um, but honestly, hang on, I'm going to take another head. Like a fucking almost a damn year later, and next and nothing's been done. And... It's wild to think that this is shit police do to the everyday citizen, and now it's getting blown up because it's affected the cannabis industry, but it should have been fucking not a thing even to begin with. And and and, and inherently, I don't hate every cop. I you know, I hope I'm optimistic that it is there is a good cop in there, but usually they they've quit. Since, you know, 2019, 2020. A lot of the good cops quit because they were either pushed out, bullied for not playing ball, 
treated unfairly for not playing ball and just not being a trying to do good in a broken ass system we just need to take the whole fucking police system the whole fucking for-profit prison system complex and fucking demantle it dismantle it and like fix it from the ground up like we just need to not do like a like a house flip like literally like bulldoze the whole fucking thing thing start with a new foundation and build it up that way and it's fucking bullshit We should not be having cops steal money from cannabis. We should not. Because they're they're purposely making this harder for our cannabis industry to get off on the ground. And I don't even want it to be like a big industry either. I don't want it to be like Walmart. The Walmart of weed. We don't want that. Nobody fucking wants that. We want mom and pop shops. We want little artisan weed dispensaries. We don't want Walmart weed. Like, no. Would it be cool for like... Walmart to sell weed? Yeah, but you know that's going to be fucking boof. You know that's going to be boof. We want, like, going out to, like, wine tours and, like, stopping at different, like, bars and everything and, like, different vineyards. We want that, but with weed. And these cops are making it fucking hard for us. Because if they don't have the profit to be able to maintain that well, until we get to the, you know, federally, federally legalizing weed, there's nothing we could do. And they're making it fucking hard for us, and we gotta fight back against these fucking cops, and we gotta vote to make sure these fucking cops don't keep getting in the way with this bullshit. And it's not, and it's not like a red versus blue, Democrat versus Republican bull thing. It's both sides of the fucking aisle. There's a lot of Democrats that are in corporations' back pocket, and we know that like these fucking dirty cops are either doing it because they want the fucking money and they have a vet personal vendetta against the fucking weed or there's a fucking pharmaceutical company being like, hey, do this, we'll give you guys a little kickback. But, you know, I'm, I'm seriously angry at the fact that, A, that fucking... Cops are stealing money from cannabis industries just because they think they can get away with it. And the other thing that makes me upset is that there's not really a whole lot of news articles about it. Usually it was like small, like MJ Biz Daily or like small, like cannabis specific um, things, but it's based, you know, in California view only, but... Who knows how many other fucking, you know, money trucks for cannabis company in, you know, the cannabis world get pulled over and arrested for this shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, I could totally imagine, you know, fucking cops doing that in Pennsylvania. They're fucking assholes. Like. And I, th I think that's the thing that scares me the most since I learned about this. It is literally like, A, there's nothing really being posted about it except for one major lawsuit and the fact that yeah there's nothing no news articles no major out news outlets or anything because you know maybe major news outlets don't want to fucking report on cannabis because they don't fucking care maybe local news in california and but like we really rarely hear anything about cannabis as a whole there was a bit of blurb when the president made, you know, his announcement about trying to get it descheduled and everything and like looking, re looking at like the current scheduling process for cannabis, but like still. 
there's nothing. And I really hope that fucking changes because these cops can have to be held accountable for what they fucking did and what they've been doing for years. They've been doing fucking dirty ass fucking tactics to basically get away with fucking stealing shit from the everyday person and other business like mom and pop shops. And now they're doing it to fucking cannabis companies. Like, go fuck yourself. It's fucking ridiculous. And, and if you work and you listen to this podcast and you are a cop or know somebody that's a cop and you're like, oh, well, my uncle will never do that. It doesn't matter. They're still taking part in a they are still working for a fucking for profit prison complex bullshit that does not actually help people because cops don't fucking help people. Look at fucking Uvalde. They literally had one cop trying to go in to save his wife and they tased him and arrested him. Because they were just fucking trying to figure, you know, they were just standing there in the fucking school. Fucking cops don't have a constitutional right to protect us. You know who I back? E- EMTs, they fucking save lives. Fucking firemen and firefighters, they save fucking lives. But dad was one. I'd rather trust them than a fucking cop. Fuck the police. It's just been a fucking rant on Raven's views of how, like, she hates the fucking, like, system. Because, like, cops don't even treat trans people or LGBT people right. A lot of the times during the protests, you know what they do? Some of them literally let the, like, the Proud Boys know about certain drag shows and everything, and they protected the Proud Boys more than the, their victims. Like, what the fuck? How does that make goddamn sense? It's fucking bullshit. That's what it is. I'm so fucking sick of this. And it's not just America. Every fucking country has this issue. France had a big issue with the cops, and the firemen in France actually held back and actually shot um, flame retardant chemicals on them, like like foam like fire extinguisher spray from the trucks or something like that. I don't fucking know what it was. It was just big of foamy and I know they use it to put out fires. Like fuck that man. Fuck the cops. Cause the cops are like the one major group you don't want to have. Cops cops are like this. They couldn't even join the fucking US military. So what they do is they take that aggression to power hungry mentality and they join the fucking police force and only the ones that are part of this sheriff system are the ones that are actually underneath the constitution have to follow the constitution regulations the regular police force of like a city or township is following under the mayor or the local government and then they have to follow their rules and now they play ball and the whole political game and then you just fucking get these dirty ass motherfucking cops and you just let them have no proper training how to handle a weapon no proper training how to store a weapon no proper training how to de-escalate a situation and they shoot somebody that's, you know, that was a call for a wellness check just because they had a knife. Probably they were fucking cooking. Maybe they were taking a, about the plan of taking their own life. But instead of de-escalating the situation, you just said knife and shot him in the fucking face. That happened in State College a few years ago. This whole fucking system fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. And it's not just the United States. It's fucking everywhere. Because you give these fucking people an iota of fucking power and it goes to these fucking hands. There's only a certain amount of fucking people that want to be a fucking cop because they know they can get away with this power-hungry trap. Fuck cops. I'm at that time, and I know I probably took a very long rant and detour in the last half of the episode. But I thank you all for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll have Alex on the next episode. And uh, once again, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns. And we'll see you in the next episode.
Raven here. Um, I just wanted to make a little ad for our Patreon that we started. First and foremost, all the funds generated with this Patreon is going to go directly back into the podcast, whether that's better uh, equipment so we can make better sounding episodes, give you guys really cool stuff like stickers, pictures, little nice little trinkets from us, or be able to travel to places where there is legal weed or there's certain LGBT communities that we want to interact with and talk to and potentially have some really cool guests come on the show. Now, right now our Patreon is bare bones and I do apologize with that, but we hope to make it a little better as time goes on. Right now we have three tiers, flour, vape cartridges, and concentrates. Flour is $3 per month. Vapes is $6 per month, and Concentrates is $9 per month. With Flower, you get access to our Discord, the Skittle Zone, a private Discord that we have for you guys to kind of interact with each other and potentially interact with us. Um, we have things for like different aspects of the cannabis community and LGBT community where you guys can talk to and kind of just interact with each other and learn from each other well, and learn with us. Um, but you also get early access to these episodes. You get a day or two, basically immediately after I'm done uh, editing the episode, I am putting it on the Patreon so you guys can listen to it early. With Bape, you have everything from the flower, but you also have access to the private chat room in the, serv- in the Discord server for uh, one-on-one discussions and questions for us. You'll have the ability to basically be, hey, I have a question about this certain thing and we'll answer it at the end of every episode. Um, you know, we won't get to everyone all at the same time, obviously, but you know, we'll spread it out through the month and be able to get to as many questions as we can. And then with the concentrates, you get everything from flower and vape, but you also get behind the scenes looks at what we do here. I'll show like what I'm editing and like maybe little sound files or like little clips of what we're working on. Um, Our show notes, so you get to see that early potentially, you know, knowing what topics we're gonna be talking about on this next episode. Uh, Pictures of stuff in and outside of the recording stuff, like things like cannabis festivals. We'll take pictures and post some of them online, but with the behind the scenes access, you get to see all of that. Basically, all the dumb faces we make at each other, all the cool stuff that we see, and all the cute things that we find. Um, It's my hope with this Patreon that we'll be able to go far and wide and hopefully be able to see some of you guys or have some live shows in the future where you guys can come and interact with us. And obviously no pressure. I just want to make sure that you guys are aware of this and first and foremost take care of you guys as selves. If you don't have money to support it or if, if something happens you have to stop, we totally understand. Thanks.